This podcast is brought to you by Online Retailer, Australia's leading retail tech conference, expo and networking organisation. Recorded at the Online Retailer Conference in 2017, here we chat with world-class digital leaders to bring you industry insights, practical examples and actionable ideas from our incredible community of retail renegades, marketing masters and creative entrepreneurs who all want to do retail business big. We want to extend the conversation after the event and to keep exploring where the future meets retail. So let's talk shop. Welcome to this episode of the Online Retailer Podcast. I'm Kylie Lewis and I'm speaking with Irene Falcone of Nourish Life today. And we're talking about is pure play retailing dead? (laughs) Hi Kylie, how are you? I'm really good, Irene, how are you? (laughs) Yes, good, thank you. That's fantastic. Um, The irony that I'm at an online retailer um, event um, arguing that bricks and mortar still matters. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what we love to talk about. Um, but could you tell us just quickly a little bit about your business, Nourish Life? Nourish Life is a online store um, with a bricks and mortar, mortar uh, flagship store and um, that sells everything that you can possibly imagine in your life that is natural, sustainable, toxin-free, plastic-free. So um, you can basically swap everything that you use now for something more uh, kinder to our, our environment. Great. And how long have you been going? Um, so about four years now. Mm-hmm. And you started out just as pure online? We did. We started off as pure online. And we did find that as the business grew, that more and more people wanted to have that um, the touch and feel and that physical contact with um, our brands. And that is how we um, ended up moving into that next step to a flagship store. How long did it take you to go from pure play online into having a retail presence as well? About two years. Yeah, yeah. And so does that mean that your audience is predominantly more local? The Actually, interestingly, people, um, because it's just the one store, people do tend to come from all around the country. So if people are visiting Sydney and they're a customer, um, they'll make a special trip to, um, yeah, definitely to come and see us. And we have people from all around the country, but we also have people from all around Sydney. So we have some wonderful customers out from, you know, Liverpool and the western suburbs of Sydney, and they're driving an hour, an hour and a half to come down to the beaches to see our store. So, um, yeah, it's wonderful. And they do tend as well not to, not to, um, to go in and out and a browse they do tend to stay for up to two or three hours you know in the store going through all of the products and um you know they may never come back as well so it's really about just knowing that we're there trying everything and then um they can go back and shop online you know for for years to come (laughs) does your store also work as your warehouse or that's they're separate yeah well actually what's interesting is we were just the warehouse and an office and we just had customers constantly knocking on our warehouse door asking if they could try products so we thought well we'll start with pickup so people could pick up their orders and then we found they weren't happy picking up their orders they wanted to come in and everything and while I'm here can I just see this and I've always wanted to know what that smelt like and so that's really what drove us to um, branching out into the store yes and so the store's really just an extension of our warehouse yeah now so is there something that you've done within the store in particular to to encourage people to be staying for two or three hours well we have a makeup artist um, full-time on site and we also have a naturopath as well so yeah there's lots to do and lots of people to talk to and so um, yeah definitely that that's part of it and then we have a I think 4,000 different SKUs so what we can't fit in the store people can still ask about and we can go back and bring it out to them so um, yeah I don't think two or three hours is enough to go through everything 
I bet. So what are some of the challenges that you faced <clears throat> straddling from the digital environment into the in real life environment? Well, for me, I had to get out of my pajamas. Um, <laughs> and that's really, you know, that's what it is, isn't it? Because <clears throat> it's a great picture on the site. Um, and, you know, you, you've got to put your lippy on and, 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 um, and dress the part when you're running into <laughs> customers face to face. So that, that's definitely a personal challenge for me. But then there's also the um, a different level of customer experience and training that's involved when you're dealing with someone face to face versus over email um, and over the phone as well. So yeah, lots of challenges. Um, but we find our customers um, really dictate how we overcome those challenges and we really like to listen to our customers so our customers might have said oh <clears throat> we would wish we had a makeup artist here you know because there's no one to apply the makeup on so then that was a challenge and then we were able to go and you know find a makeup artist and meet that challenge so um yeah we've been able to i guess conquer those little issues along the way so different skill sets <clears throat> of staff different kinds of staff yeah staffing yeah. just <clears throat> in general retail hours it's a very very different person that is wearing um, tracksuit pants and sneakers and a, t- and a singlet and running around a warehouse picking orders and packing them and making sure that the Australia Post truck doesn't leave. Um, that's a very different person to someone that's dressed, you know, um, to, to um, do someone's makeup and, you know, is a bit more, you know, has heels on and, and a collared shirt or, or whatever. Um, it's a very different um, uh, vibe, I guess. But for us, it's the same person. So it's almost like, okay, if you're wearing your, your T-shirt and your singlet and your trackies and you're running around the warehouse, don't start serving people in the store. And um, we do need to sort of make sure that we have the right people in the store at the right time. Yeah, because, you know, it's all perception, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It, it, like you said, it's mm-hmm. a customer experience. It is a customer experience. But at the end of the day, it's also a customer experience to have someone running around in trainers getting that order on that truck as well. So there's definitely two sides of, of that, yeah. Yeah. And so how has having that physical presence impacted your business? <clears throat> it's definitely um, impacted the business in that our customers know we're real. And I think once you know someone exists, and you don't need to actually go into the store, it's more that if you had to go and make and make sure that the place is legit, you could. Do you know what I mean? When you order something and you're just not quite sure, I wonder if that will arrive. Um, at least you know we're there and you can knock on the door and speak to someone. And, 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 you know, some online sites, you can't even call them. And we know that's quite frustrating. So um, I guess just knowing that we're legit and that we're there and if they needed to come in, they could, is, is makes all the difference. And so I'm guessing that there's, you probably had to put <coughs> on additional staff to, to, to staff the store. Yes. So from a bottom line <coughs> perspective, has that worked out for you? Well... Certainly the store doesn't profit like the online store profits um, because online we can serve thousands and thousands of customers per minute automatically Um, and in store it's more of a one-on-one experience but it's more of also we would use the store more out of our from a marketing budget so instead of you know buying a magazine ad or doing a, a tv ad that money goes in towards a customer experience and so yeah I think you need to think of bricks and mortar now as a um, as a marketing channel more so than a sales channel it, more so than a point of sale channel I think yeah yeah fantastic so just on that what do you do to drive more traffic to the <clears throat> site um, more traffic to the site definitely isn't something we need <laughs> it crashed um, 
last time we had a we had a sale um so yeah now so I have you grown it so quickly um I think years? yeah I think that a, a, a lot of the growth has has to do with the coming together of online um people and e-commerce in general more and more people are shopping online and we are online predominantly and also that more and more people are more conscious about the environment sustainability looking after themselves looking after the out fairy animals looking after our planet and so for, for me because i was the first to really align those two together and i had first to market advantage and i've been able to ride that that bandwagon all the way through um and it's a it's a great trend and i don't think caring about our bodies and our environment is a trend that's going to go away anytime soon it's not the next fidget spinner <laughs> we don't need more fidget spinners that's for sure. everybody now who's setting up an online store <laughs> selling fidget spinners have missed the boat on that <laughs> that's right that's right um so is search engine optimization then a really key important thing for you because it sounds like your your consumers are more conscious consumers so they're actively looking for the kinds of things <clears throat> that you have to offer yeah really like it i really don't like the term search engine optimization because it's so unauthentic and we've seen um, many online um, stores fail through um, the penguin and whatever updates that happened you know and the, the all the black hat you know all the google updates all the google yeah. updates yeah um, and i think google itself has become very um smart and understands authenticity now and so because Okay, well, because I'm not a very tech person and I never really knew how to do SEO, I, I was, that was a really great advantage to me because a lot of people that were doing the SEO and getting the backlinks and all of those things, um, they may have beat me in the rankings in the beginning, but then a Google update would then pop, pop them down. And I've only ever just written blogs and shared them on social and organically had people share it and all of those things. It just happened organically excuse the pun um and i think that's um why now we own you know the first 10 pages of you know google you can't you know i think we, it's something like twenty-one thousand keywords or something we've got on the first few pages and it's not because i've tried to do that it's just because i've only been authentic and i talked about what i loved and oh lucky for me that i had the keywords in those blogs <laughs> That's right. And I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I, it's just music to my ears when I hear you say that about the importance of blogging and about making sure that you are putting out content that is representative of what you care about. Yeah, but it has to be real. Exactly. You know, you can't be exactly. putting, jamming those keywords in. Exactly. You know, but um, we just talk that, you, you know. You talked about the things you cared about. Got organic lipstick is just something I love and I happen to talk about. So, you know, we rank number one for organic lipsticks. Lucky yes. um, that I happen to have used that term. Actually, it's more than just luck, but we could, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, and I'm guessing product descriptions, that's the other big thing that makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really um, interesting product descriptions that are comprehensive and not just kind of like throwing the product. Because you mentioned how many SKUs do you have? Yeah, about 4,000. And it's really interesting that you should say that because um, we, we doubled our sales in the last 12 months. And I do think about what did I do differently in the last 12 months that I didn't do, you know, in the last four years. And I literally did, because in the beginning when you're starting out, you don't have time to write all the descriptions, you're just slapping them together or you're getting a uni student to do it. And um, I started reading them about 12 months ago. And I was like, these are crap. Who wrote this crap, you know? This does not make me want to buy the product. Um, so I really instead wanted to go and, and, and look into the, what are the benefits of this product? Why would someone want to buy it? What actually does it do what claims can this actually 
do you know and and when I started to look at that and then rewrite them based on what people would want then I noticed that um the sales did did go and I tell you what that was a lot a lot of late nights rewriting them all 4,000 yeah all 4,000 wow yeah so that was probably a year's worth um but uh, you know you start with the top sellers and, and keep going the worst thing is though we rewrote an entire brand's worth of description and then the brand changed they discontinued all the products and the I was pain. thinking oh the pain of all those good all that good writing <laughs> what other product can I use for this writing um yeah so you know it's uh, you know it, it does come across it does feel like you're wasting time but I think that as dividends are paid off now definitely a hundred percent that's just music to my ears <laughs> to hear that that actually happened um and so any more plans for any other physical stores yeah I think that um we're in Sydney at the moment and I think to have a store in each state um, and maybe New Zealand is, is definitely on the cards, yes. And I don't think you need a lot of stores, but I think you do need somewhere to go to try the product. And then I think once you've tried it, you can shop online, you know, after that. But people from Perth can't all come to Sydney and visit me. <laughs> yeah, and but I, I guess what you found is having that in-store experience has given you feedback mm-hmm. um, that feeds back into the online realm as well. Oh, 100%. They work together. It's hand in hand, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so what are you excited about in the future in your business? Um, I think we're most excited about our own brand that we've launched. We launched our own brand um, earlier this year called Life Basics uh, for by Nourish Life. And that's really about um, creating products that fit all, tick all those boxes about being natural, being plastic free, being sustainable, but also dispelling the two biggest myths about organic products that A, they don't work, and B, that they're expensive. So everything we we um, we make is, is, is really affordable. Fantastic. So for people who want to find out more about what it is that you do, where can they do that? Nourishedlife.com.au or Google Nourish Life or just type in any keyword relevant to <laughs> organic beauty and hopefully it will pop up. And on social? Um, yeah, uh, just Facebook's um, forward slash Nourish Life and Instagram forward slash Nourish Life as well. And what about you, Irene, if they want to find out more about you? Oh, Irene Falcone on Google. You can see, yeah, you can, you can, <laughs> you can't get pictures taken down or Google that. <laughs> you can, you can, you can control what goes on your own site, but you can't control Google. Well, I'm intrigued. There could be some surprises in there. Okay, well, I think you've just planted a seed for a lot of Irene Falcone Google searches. Um, But hopefully they all end up back up at at Nourish Life. Hopefully, yes. (laughs) So um, you're hanging around for the rest of the show? Uh, Definitely, yeah, for the rest of the week. And um, it's very exciting. And uh, so many great exhibitors and talks and um, been looking forward to this for such a, well, since last year, really. So it's, um, yeah, it's really exciting. What are you looking forward to hearing the most? Um, for me, um, for me, I've been most interested in the leadership summits. Yeah, so um, listening to I'm, I'm I'm more of a an interactive person. So rather than sit down and listen to someone speak, because I can't stop talking, as you can tell. Um, yeah, I found the roundtables for the leadership summits really incredible, inspiring, welcoming, and um, and very interesting. So I got I really did get a lot out of that. So that probably would have to be my favourite thing here. And then all the exhibitors as well. This is everything that you could possibly want to, to do to get a site, an online site up and running is literally, can you believe it? It's like literally in these rooms right now, everything. So, um, so that's exciting, yeah. 
Terrific. Well, I better let you go because there's so much energy going on here and I know that you're about to go on and speak. So thank you so much for making the time to have a chat with us. We really appreciate Uh, it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you've loved what you've heard, make sure you're subscribed at onlineretailer.com.au to be the first to know about Australia's best e-commerce events. Thank you.